0: Today's conversation is with Manan Bajoria. Manan leads all things growth and marketing for exego.com, a consumer brand that most of us would have heard shaping up over the last 15 odd years as an amazing storyteller. We've also got some of the most mature practices in terms of how to scale segmentation, how to scale personalization, how to scale automation and how to really focus on lifetime value from every new consumer they're getting. I especially love the fact that their top of the funnel ends up coming from more non-transactional sources where people are coming in to check PR statuses and train running statuses and then they have a very methodical approach to graduating those consumers into transacting ones. And then of course, there's a fairly aggressive uh, momentum in the industry with all the tailwinds around post-COVID travel uh, behavior of Indians I wish them all the best, but this conversation is a very interesting one to look out for. Super. So maybe we'll uh, just quickly start with a bit of your own backstory. How did you end up where you did? And, you know, what's been the most uh, interesting parts of your journey?
1: So I am your typical uh, BTEC plus MBA combination. I did my BTEC in electronics from IIIT Hyderabad, uh, 2008 batch. Went on and joined Motorola as a software engineer. Uh, and within college, I had realized that coding is not my cup of tea. So I definitely need to go out of the tech uh, frameworks. So I, uh, CAT, got into MDI Gurgaon and uh, got an internship with Bharti Airtel. And uh, then I got a pre-placement offer with them. And then I was with Airtel for four and a half years across multiple roles. So joined them as a typical management trainee uh, and uh, did hardcore field sales, uh, selling SIM cards, recharges getting MNP done uh, across uh, areas like Yamunanagar and Jagadri in Haryana and then uh, I was a zonal sales manager in rural Rajasthan. So I have roamed around Seeker, Junjunu, Churu and the likes. Wow. So yeah, around two years of that, uh, then I really wanted to move on to the marketing side. I had Mm -hmm. had enough of hardcore field sales. So I got a chance to work within the marketing team of Airtle DTH. Okay. So, there I was responsible for driving and increasing the ARPU. Like, how do you move customers who are sitting at a 200 rupees monthly pack, how do you get them to 250 or 300? Wow. How do you upsell them various top-ups? Let's say, World Cup is coming and you want to sell more and more Star Sports top-ups. So, how do you do that? And traditional marketing, uh, call center, SMS, uh, and the likes. Lots
0: of data analytics I was hearing.
1: Yeah, yeah, lots of data because you're sitting on a very huge customer base, right, and a even a 10 rupees increase in a monthly package across those customers is like
0: a massive Absolutely. increase on your yeah. top line.
1: So, and uh, then I also want to uh, work there on the uh, retention piece. Like how do you upsell more advanced rental packages? Okay. How do you get people to subscribe to a 3-month, 6-month, mm. or a 12-month package, right? Because uh, in a DTH monthly recharge, what happens is if you stop recharging for a month, let's say exams are there, you have lost yeah. the revenue for that month, right? right? So, that was quite interesting. Uh, Also, that was the first experience I got. We launched Digital TV app. Okay. So, that was my first experience towards app marketing, figuring uh, out uh, app downloads and stuff. So, quite exciting.
0: Was uh, you doing it for the first time yourself. So, there's obviously a lot of learning curve and there are not that many peers doing a lot of this by this time. So, lots of first time.
1: Definitely, definitely. So, quite exciting times. And then, after two and a half years of doing all of that, I got a chance to work with FreeChart. Uh, so, um, they had just gotten acquired by Snapdeal and they were launching their wallet. Okay. So, they had uh, till now been recharges and bill payments and now I was roped into lead marketing for all the free charge wallet ecosystem. Okay. Basically, I worked in driving growth for users transactions for free charge wallet across both offline and online. So, I got to work with partners like Book My Show, Swiggy, Zomato. And in the offline space, McDonald's, Shopper stop, et etc. The wallet
0: essentially was the same concept as what a PTM would subsequently look exactly. like. Exactly. So, preload yeah, yeah. money and then pay for this. Correct.
1: Exactly. So, that was the whole hypothesis was uh, it, the acquisition flywheel is recharges, yeah. bill payments. And then you try to cross-sell and upsell and get them to pay across so the recharge merchant ecosystem.
0: The underlying consistent theme, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was again exciting. Like that was, and also uh, like a zero to 10 journey. Sure. Because we were starting from scratch.
0: Yeah, for well, the wallets in Italy. Exactly. so. But you had a massive install base of the recharge, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, so
1: that was there. Uh, but how do you uh, work in getting them towards making transactions across, sure. right? And you have to actually incentivize a lot. Yeah. Give out a lot of cashbacks, and then everyone knows how things turned out. There was a funding crunch. And uh, then promoted to head the entire growth piece for free charge, uh, which then campers everything like acquisition, engagement, retention, not just for the wallet, but also for the core recharges, bill payments. Sure. Right? So we did that. Uh, free charge got acquired by Axis Bank. Things sort of slowed down and then mm. I moved on to Lenska. Uh, so that, like e-commerce anyways was uh, You're picking up by pace. Now. Yeah. Ah,
0: picking up pace as well. Sure. Correct.
1: And Omni Channel e-commerce uh, was... Uh, definitely further exciting right mm. like how do you marry that offline and online journey of a sure. user so uh, i was then roped into head the entire again growth piece there from acquisition and then engagement retention uh, at lenskart so quite fun i learned a lot there so in lenskart that is downstairs. like yeah yeah so uh, scaled up performance massively, figured out offline attribution of the app installs mm. that we were getting and then what sort you of did. ROI we were generating. It's quite Google, a puzzle right? for a lot of companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then putting that data back to Google and optimizing your campaigns basis that, mm. right? Uh, like once you do that, the kind of scale that we saw was massive uh, from yeah. a channel perspective. So, and so then... it's really
0: tons to talk about even pre ago. but yeah, let's yeah, get yeah, to yeah.
1: that. And, and yeah, and finally, then I got this chance to work with Exego. They were uh, like, I do been using xeco prior to that. i always loved the simple UI. It's yeah. very clean experience, right? And they had reached tremendous amounts of scale, uh, like the Trains app, the number two app on the uh, Play sure. Store, right? So I got the chance to head the growth piece there. I joined them almost four years back. Hmm. And uh, here I'm taking care of, again, everything related to acquisition from performance, all the spends that we do, everything organic. So SEO, ASO, uh, getting our website and apps to rank higher. Sure. Then uh, everything CRM, so all the customer communications that go oh. out, retention, whether SMS, WhatsApp, email, planning out sale events, discounting. It's a huge part when it comes to flights. Of so how do you ensure and segment your discounts, uh, right? And In finally the PNL, because that's the
0: yeah, that's what it all adds up to.
1: Correct. So whatever you do at the end of the day, the PNL responsibility is there across flights, trains, buses, and all up.
0: Awesome. So well, quite a diverse of industries very clearly. And I'm I'm so much tempted to talk about uh, the discipline at Airtel where maybe the levels of offers being given were still very rational. And you'll always end up making more money from customers instead of giving away money, like what probably a free charge client might have asked you to do. What was that contrast like?
1: That was pretty huge, right? Like the only thing that we gave away with Airtel was a one month trial. So, uh, like, if it would be a let's say I'll give you a trial for one month for Star Sports, right? And then it will, it'll, and it'll work on auto renewal. By yeah, now. if you don't stop it, it'll basically get attached, and people so you were will be start...
0: responsible for the folks coming down with this whole auto renewal. Right, abuse it till <laughs> somebody stops you from doing it.
1: Yeah, so I think that the, the, the one, mean, it,
0: it, 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 worked... think it was an opportunistic kind of play at one point. correct.
1: It, that's true, and telecom has been like that. Of right, at one point in time, you would remember the vast, the vast thing, yeah. vast thing, right? It has been the like
0: that. Press 9 and you have an intern and you start paying for it every month and it's hard to stop like it. Like the quality
1: will get attached and then you are paying, right? Correct. So, and it's hard right. to stop it. Exactly. So, that was that, but huh, you would never ever burn money there. Yeah, was-
0: absolutely. Which is where uh, the habit of discipline inculcated at Airtel. I'm wondering if I don't know if you are able to use that at free charge, but I'm hoping and assuming you are able to use that at Xigo.
1: Yeah, so free charge was all about growth at all cash costs. Cashbacks. Yeah, 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 it was like cashbacks and cashbacks and and but look, it, it works, right? Like of Indian consumer is a discount savvy. drug, like we say, yeah. right? Like, I mean, it just I, works, puts on steroids. Yeah, yeah. And we ran offers like you pay with free charge at Swiggy for 100 rupees and you get 100 rupees ka cash Like people were just ordering like a very small pizza or a cupcake. like and yeah. Obviously, the transactions went through the roof. Of course. So it worked till it lasted basically.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a good growth hack, but you have to have more than that. Yes. To, uh, to exactly. make it work. Awesome. So, let's, let's get to travel and zoom into this whole subject, right? Uh, at the scale at which it is right now, last four years have been, what kind of, let's say, delta has come in from a scale point of view in the last four years? At, at ago, So,
1: it has been massive. We are right now at 5x the volumes and the revenues and the GMB that we were there pre-COVID. Okay. okay. Right? And uh,
0: uh, a lot of it uh, has come from… In fact, so, yeah, this is also pre-COVID to post-COVID. So, your journey was like yeah yeah
1: like I joined and then COVID happened five months back five months after right and like and suddenly everything went to zero sure trains are not running flights are not running people are not going to open your app advertisement revenue is also gone so you're literally sitting at a zero revenue sort of stage and yeah those were scary times COVID was you can say a sort of also like a blessing in disguise uh on the train side it actually helped even more on the digitization side, yeah. brought in a lot more customers from offline to online because mm. uh, physical bookings were not really opened up for quite some time. Sure. Digital uh, online was opened up. So we saw that. And the unreserved category, which used to be there, uh, was not opened up initially post-COVID. Okay, So people were forced to make a
0: reservation, reservation
1: and mm. that to online, right? So we saw uh, the volumes uh, when the travel opened up back, uh, the volumes scaling up pretty well. Plus, uh, we also acquired confirmed ticket yeah. So, now, uh, together, uh, Ixigo as a group, uh, we now sell 1 in 10 tickets sold in the country wow. on the train side, right? Like, For
0: a space that huge, that's quite a meaningful market. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. and and train is, uh, the volumes are huge, of right? Course. On an average basis, around 14 lakh tickets are sold in the country on a daily basis. Sure. On the train side. So, uh, amazing scale there. Uh, flights as well, uh, we have ramped up. Mm. Uh, though obviously not these levels because flights was it's originally a also a lot more competitive. Correct. And it's quite competitive. Like yeah. There's a lot of discounting amongst OTAs and it's, at the end of the day, it's a commodity product. Like the
0: airlines are going to serve you. There's only sofa you can do. There's know.
1: only so far that you can do. But we did uh, launch an industry first product called Ixigo Short, mm. And that was just after COVID because there was a lot of ambiguity and uncertainty. Because the guidelines were changing uh continuously mm-hmm. right Labor like
0: evolving is the word they use right
1: yeah 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 like uh, like some suddenly maharashtra would put out a notice that uh, you need to come up with a vaccine you need to come up with a certificate yeah. or it's shut down right there was a, so what we did was we uh, launched a no questions asked free cancellation product right so you pay a slight premium you pay 500 600 rupees sure more. and till 24 hours before departure you can cancel your flight <clears throat> and get the full refund
0: sure and we don't ask uh, you this any questions, some no sense. And was this backed by the airlines or was it like on your books?
1: It was on our books. Wow, and okay. And we were figuring out the mechanics as to what's that actually. Let's solve the
0: consumer problem and we'll deal with the airlines. Yeah, sir. yeah. So
1: for users, it's like they press the cancel button and the refund hits, right? And the cancellation fees are huge when it comes to airlines. You get minimum 3000 to 3500 It's super
0: weird still. I just don't know why, but it is. And
1: that's how they make money.
0: On cancellations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? It's, it's
1: a huge part of... Uh, so... Uh, yeah, that was there uh, on buses as well uh, buses is another sector where that offline to online growth it's it's basically it's the least penetrated online sector as of now okay. in India
0: because so, all these bus stations will have those local agents and exactly. people will buy tickets and a lot more offline uh, not planned as much I mean at that level of the audience it's not planned in advance as much
1: true so in buses you see maximum uh, advance purchase days basically for the next day and the, yeah. so the, D- the day after or D- travel yeah yeah T plus so, uh, but so we acquired Abibus. Uh, so, they mm. were anyways the number two uh, in the country and our backend provider as well uh, yeah. uh, before acquisition, right? So, we were anyways using their APIs. Sure. Uh, but now, uh, Abibus is now closely integrated across everywhere. Yeah. So confirm ticket app and website, the bus funnel is powered by Abibus. Sure, okay. And our flight funnel is there in yeah. Uh, Abibus app and Most of you have these
0: three different properties but then they're all running on the same underlying infra
1: Exactly So, so there's no duplication sure. of it right, right. Uh, uh, So confirmed. But from a marketing train.
0: point of view then are you still like maintaining these three brands and they'll continue to scale Yes or? Uh, it,
1: Because the TG is uh, sort of different like oh, buses is TG different. is different yeah. Trains you could still say there's, there's an overlap between us and CT but CT uh, is very strong in south Sure We are very strong in north
0: have.
1: So We actually did overlap studies between the t- two of us and we don't see more than 10 to
0: 15% over, overlap. Same. But as a strategy, you will not, let's say, go aggressive with marketing execo in South. Yes. Someone you'll have. Correct.
1: No, so we have basically kind bifurcated of, that, like hmm. we'll not do a lot of brand in South, okay. basically, right? Performance, it's okay.
0: It's we'll meant manage. to stay this way that, okay, for some time to come at least in the visible horizon, you maintain these three brands and they have their own non-overlapping, somewhat overlapping, but largely non-overlapping uh, focus areas, positionings and strengths.
1: Exactly. And Confirm Ticket is also very, very strong in distribution. So, okay. if you think, Where Is My Train is the number one app on the travel uh, section uh, mm-hmm. right now on the Play Store, right? Confirm Ticket powers the booking funnel in that app.
0: I get it. So, it's a, a interesting platform play as well in some sense because while you're doing your own consumer front, and you're also having APIs and integrations across one of these places where the system is powered by you.
1: Exactly. So, GPay, Phone Pay, Where Is My Train, all three, the train's funnel is powered by us.
0: That's why it's not necessarily known as the Xigo brand, but Xigo is still making the transaction happen. Yes. Interesting. So, the share of business, uh, will this still be your customer when he makes his uh, reservation? Will this be somebody yeah, in yeah. your CRM as well? Yes, yes. So, it by, uh, a it's,
1: like, it's a very straightforward SSO that happens, right? Like, if you have already logged into phone pay and you open up uh, the, the, the confirm trains. ticket, it, yeah. it's very seamless.
0: So Okay. So, from a data sharing perspective, permissions perspective, how does it work that the user will... Be the user of phone pay, but then he'll end up applying to a confirmed ticket for a booking and then they'll transmit the whatever details that need to be transmitted mm-hmm. and you have the permissions to engage with Correct. the Correct.
1: So, there's an OTP verification that happens because okay. I just can't verify the mobile so number, whatever. So, users enters the mobile number, it's prefilled, there's an OTP that happens and user gets logged in and then the booking funnel is everything is the payment, etc. Everything is being powered. And it's
0: also from a data organization and permission to engage lens. All of these are different entry points, but ultimately come into the same large data pool.
1: Correct. So that data unification across
0: the entities has
1: still not happened. So because on. That's again... A, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and with the... It's upcoming guidelines will have to again supply issues how, as well So yes.
0: these three entities are uh, structurally in a fashion not unified either exactly so there's still going to be that legal uh, angle as well Correct. fair enough but rather you know orchestration of communication and then downstream uh, value creation so to speak so this whole idea of retention and selling the guy who started with us should now be buying this this and this yeah. this is uh, run centrally for all of these or how is this organized uh no.
1: So how it works is uh each uh, like Abibus, CT and Xigo, they have their standalone growth okay. teams. And we work closely together. Okay. Uh, to ensure that uh confirmed ticket is basically let's say upselling and doing everything to upsell and sell more and more flights to their sure. base. Uh we are doing everything to upsell more and more buses. Uh and uh, then lose your
0: entry point is flights.
1: Correct because for, trains, yeah. Uh, yeah so buses is basically powered by Abibus sure. so we ensure yeah. that we do everything there and then at the CT side they ensure that both flights uh, and buses they are doing whatever I'm they selling. can right.
0: In some sense the entry points are slightly yeah. distinct and unique but then uh, you will kind of cross over to whatever uh, the other person is providing within your platform and maximize the value from that lens. Exactly. But this is still within your ecosystem so you know from a Customer lifecycle maximization point of view, and i have seen a couple of other travel portals do this mm. and you did mention in an offline conversation that you're doing a lot of this as well in terms of the uh, upsell from the time the ticket has been booked to the time the journey has happened. Yeah. So maybe a little bit of a uh, narrative in that.
1: Sure. So uh, uh, effectively what we're trying to do is there's a lot of waitlisted transactions that happen, right? So there are two sort of segments there. One is a person searches but everything is waitlisted, right? Or it's over, like typically happens in a festive season, right? Sure. So at that point in time, when I realize uh, that the person is wants to go somewhere and there's no inventory available on the train side, we figure out if the uh, bus inventory is available, right? Sure. And then, then send him a communication around, mm-hmm. hey, why don't you check out buses? Uh, because buses, typically you have inventory. Yeah. Uh, similarly, if bus is also not available or we know that he's a AC user, he has booked AC tickets in the past, uh, we try to upsell him flights also. Mm. So, depending on that user's past behavior, or if we know that he was looking for AC or non-AC, sure. so basis that we and if availability is there. So, you also have to
0: check. At all times, this availability will always remain a question, right? you exactly. send me something which is not even available, it's a waste.
1: Correct. And you have to check, right? Like, there are so many train stations in the country. You'll have to figure out the nearest airport within a radius of that. Yeah and then a lot of trainees are not even comfortable if they have never even tried traveled with flights like, right like uh, we, we got some survey calling done and they were like it's it's sort of like
0: a mental block
1: ha huh, there's like uh, a mental block there for flights like who will go to the airport right. station is very close to my home i'm mm. traveling with five people so the fare becomes Obviously, pretty huge right it's crazy. like So, like, we think from a one-packs perspective, but they think from a family perspective. So, uh, that upselling is not that easy. Sure.
0: You know, just coming back for a moment to the starting point of this whole user engagement, or rather the first entry point, travel is a need-based category, Yeah. right? So, in some sense, you have to develop a degree of brand preference uh, before you can expect a lot of retention to be at play. So, on one side, how do you drive installs? Because there's always going to be people who have a certain level of app of either yours or a competitor already on their phone. So, how does that, let's say, incremental install now come from given that the penetration is already high? Let's start with that.
1: So, uh, on the travel side, uh, the good part is the searches that happen on Google and Play Store for travel-related keywords is huge. Okay. Uh, So, think about terms like IRCTC, PNR status, running status, train booking, Mm. right? So, everyone goes to Google or uh, Play Store to search, right? Sure. And that is the focus area, so we ensure that we are visible there at the top, okay. Uh, whether it is app campaigns or search engine marketing, right? Because the user is showing a very clear intent to travel. Something to travel, yeah. Mm. And it's a so the utility features like running status and PNR status, those are like the acquisition flywheel for us. Okay. So people come in uh, mm. because they want to check their running status, they want to check PNR status. So we have a lot of users who will book from IRCTC. But they will use our app to check the running status or PNR right. status because they are much more comfortable in sure. the kind of running status we have built. So it's yeah. a crowdsourced running status, right? Okay. So in a, think about this. In a train, if 50 or 100 users are traveling and they all have the Xego app, I can crowdsource really? and I can have a much accurate, accurate location than what a Railways API
0: will give wow. me. Wow. But you're actually tracking live location in your yes. app and yes. the user is okay with it and start killing battery. It's working because out. Because people okay.
1: are also checking, right? Huh. There is a train. Like, we have instances
0: where the TT itself uses the Exego app <laughs> <laughs> to check. Very interesting. But this is the same league as Google Maps or Waze kind of stuff did, right? Rout information and make it available and everybody's Exactly. Happy. And the more base
1: you get, the more you scale up, the more accurate it becomes. It gets,
0: yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you could apply the same thing to buses if with the right level of penetration, potentially. But penetration. You, you, need that yeah, ca- you, you need to get Like, train
1: me, there are a lot of packs traveling in that same train, right?
0: Buses, even that count is lower. Count is lower, Sure. So, back to the sole acquisition story. So, you're saying that all of these App Store searches and Google searches and there is enough new people doing this on an everyday basis. From that side, your funnel continues to become meaningful.
1: Yes. So, the next step for us becomes is people who are coming in for this utility use cases, right? How do I get them to make their first transaction on the app? Because there's that friction that I need to solve for. And I'm confident that if I'm able to them to experience the seamless UI, UX at my end versus what they have been doing on the IRCTC side, right? the chances of them becoming a repeat customer are pretty huge. Because the aha moment is, for me, uh, is
0: that when the user does that first train booking on that. Sure. Account. So just zooming in, this guy is uh, currently booking on IRCTC. He's the one you need to switch from IRCTC to your platform. Yes. Beyond that, the world, for now it's not really something that you're able to address. Ha. So first is, get them to book a train ticket,
1: right? Like he is-
0: IRCTC switch hai Uske beyond hai wo, Uske beyond. That's what it is. Leave offline. Haa. I mean, if offline, it will
1: come. I mean, that's what it is coming to aega. Matlab, matab, wo bhi check. Karne to sure. So, it's basically how do you, you have segmented communication? basis. that yeah. if you know that he's an offline, correct. figuring that out itself is yeah. a challenge because you don't really you don't get to know. know the yeah. source of well. uh, tickets, right? So basically, whosoever has not booked on my platform but has been checking the running status or PNR status, that means he's traveling by train, but he's not booking with me. So, how?
0: In this session, you can't do anything. So, next time he has to travel is when he'll book with you.
1: Correct. So, what we're trying out and. Uh, we basically do uh, we credit some exigo money to the user which he can use okay. on his next booking and it will wave off the service charge on the Go next ahead. train booking because that's the materially that's the only difference between IRCTC and us. They don't hmm. charge a service charge but we have to charge a service charge because otherwise it's not viable yeah. right? So we try to do that and we are trying a lot of journeys and experiments around that to make it as seamless as possible so that the first time you check a running status and we know that you have not booked there's a pop-up that comes that hey we have money, said, in your wallet. money in your wallet the next time you want to book just book it and you will and you
0: know till he ends up making that booking you will keep reminding that there's money waiting money waiting yes, money waiting exactly. money waiting. so there's
1: a trip journey which is there at the back end sure. across all the communication modes uh, we are we're going to hammer that point of course and not just that right so money is just one part like why you should book with us right that why is important Confidence as well so there's somewhere. a social proofing there so like uh trusted by 15 crore plus yeah returns, right? yeah Uh, and we are the official partner we give you free cancellation. So, that's something that IRCTC does Is there does a language lens to this as well? Language lens is there, but it's not that big. Uh, mm-hmm. So, while we get a lot of tier 2, tier 3 audience, if I look at the Google Play stats, 90% is still English. Okay. 6-7% to 7% is Hindi. And rest, long tail is Telugu, Marathi, Tamil. So, someone
0: who's otherwise anyway working on IRCTC, so it's comfortable with English, and that's okay too for you to stay with English.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we have 8 languages in our app. So, sure. person can choose whatever he wants. But typically the installed language that we get the data from and whatever the person chooses, it's broadly in this case, yeah, it's still 90% English. is still English.
0: Sure, so from this whole you know, confidence building, credibility building kind of components where you uh, look at the middle of the funnel as they call mm-hmm. it, right? Uh, amount of, uh, let's say, local celebrity users or any kind of content which ends up driving higher conversions from the zero to the one, the activation stage could be an interesting play to experiment Yeah, so on.
1: we, last year, we signed up with Jackie Shroff and Sunil Shetty. Okay. As celebrities. That's the
0: celebrities who your audience resonates the most with. Exactly,
1: right? right? So, they're like, people know them well, and uh, they have been very... uh, And it resonates with both tier 1, tier 2, and tier 3, right? Hmm. uh, So, we thought it would be a good combo and interesting. Sure. So, so obviously, we ran a lot of campaigns with them, uh, all the images, content, etc. So, Uh, uh, while we thought that that upside would be huge... Uh, we did not see that huge an upside. There was a higher CTR, higher conversion, uh, but that was in the range of 5 to 7 odd percent. Oh. Not not beyond that, ki, okay, ye toh, this is wow. Okay. So that's there. Yeah. It works, but not to an extent that... Yeah, you I mean, think- we'll
0: still have to figure out how else. So in your uh, communication places as well, on the 0 to 1 side, where there's money in your wallet, here, see, so Yakishov is also saying you should book via us. Is that something you would have experimented?
1: Uh, yeah. So we experimented with, let's say, a... Uh, 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 how to book video around? Like yeah. the jacket shop is there and telling the users as to okay. buy how it to do book, something. Ha, buy a as well. What all you can do on ixigo, you can book hmm. flights, trains. So we had some content. Obviously, there's so much that you can do with a one-day shoot. Sure, of course. So, but yeah, but we tried to use them wherever possible. Uh, there was a lot of uh, photo shoots that were done and in, in using in various creatives and all. Uh, but yeah, and there was upside.
0: There is upside. There is but, an upside. I mean, in terms of what is a with a delta, you can maximize in this whole zero-to-one journey because the biases against the transactions are quite a few, right? He's not perhaps comfortable paying online to start with. Yeah. Now, thanks to UPI and ZPay, that penetration is kind of covered, but Pretty there's still good. going to be a lot of other mental blocks around the first train booking ever made on a new platform.
1: Yes. And and like, we we get a lot of calling done for this, right? Because well, this okay. is the key yeah, thing, right? Key Buyer people, well, they're using our app, but they're not booking hmm. with us, right? So... Well, uh, one of the use cases is a lot of people, they get that, like, think about parents or slightly elderly folks, right? Like, the tickets would be booked by their sons so and would, daughters yeah. and other folks. Yeah. But they would, uh, so they're not comfortable with the booking flow, but they are okay to open the app and just enter the PNR or enter the train number so to extratus, check their running status, yeah, right? Okay. So it's basically difficult so to get so there because that. their yeah. digital journey is not that. Sure. So, uh, uh, we have a lot of ticketing agents. So the agents are basically they will only book via the agent platform to get hmm. their commission. Hmm. Right? They will not earn anything from here. Uh, but for checking PNR status, whether it's a ticket confirmed or just a ticket only booked, the user.
0: Of course. So in some structural sense, this will cap out in terms of how far you can go with respect to the activity, Because these are structural issues. The parents will never end up making a transaction. There will be a percentage of users who are great with their PNR status and train status sex, but they are not the ones who will ever transact. But then there's an inflow of people coming in every day as well, which are additional and will keep going downstream.
1: Definitely. And there's a lot of people who are booking online on IRCTC, right? Of course. So, and IRCTC, for, obviously, there is a trust in the person's mind, okay. right? That you will find the best availability at IRCTC because ultimately, it's that's, their, where, the, that's oh, where the whole thing is there, right? And there are some uh, also challenges with respect to, let's say, Tatkal. For example, when Tatkal opens up, right? For the first 15 minutes, it's only available on IRCTC and not... Yeah, I agree. Us, So, there are some challenges there, uh, but there is a growth that is continuous. You have enough headroom
0: available still for now, at least. Yeah, yeah,
1: there is a headroom.
0: Tell me something about the nature of competition here, because what you're trying to do, uh, the same guy is probably going to be attended by five other brands as well, and everybody wants him to make his booking with them and stick with them. How do you address this?
1: See, on the train side, uh, so the good part is there is no discount. There's not a lot of discounting out there. Like there's zero discounting at Arhent. Barring that first new user discount that we might give and that too on the service charge, right? not on the Mm. fare. We don't have uh, any coupons, etc. that you can do on trains, right? And also the elasticity is not there for that train audience because the ATV is around 1300. Even if you give a 30-40 rupees discount, it's not that material to make an impact versus let's say a flight audience where you're giving a 500-600 rupees on a 5000 Sure. So, there, the probability of a user doing that, checking the fare across three different apps, hmm. and then figuring out which one is the cheapest, that is obviously there, right? Uh, but still, there's a, there are a lot of people who become comfortable with an app. Sure. Just book. They don't care but of that 100, 200 rupees <laughs> delta.
0: Second transaction onwards, the comfort would probably drive a lot of repeat behavior. Yes. To get to the 0 to 1 stage, uh, your funnel is getting built because of this PNR and the train running status apps, and that yeah. funnel goes downstream to you. So, you understand that's part of the journey. You might not always have visibility on what else is happening in his life. But mm-hmm. from a, the survey that you did, the telecalling that you did, what was the holdback? You spoke about the parents not doing it for themselves. Yeah. The agents are doing it on their agent interface. That was true. But they Correct. still use this app. Anything else that emerged as a insight which became actionable and you got some results out of it?
1: So, uh, I think broadly, uh, the third but well, the third was the trust factor. Like, they trust IRCTC. Sure. Uh, and again, that's something
0: we. You can't, solve you can't really quickly, but it'll take time.
1: Correct. So, we have been focusing a lot on that social proofing, proofing aspect uh-huh. to basically solve for that. Like like millions of users are booking. Sure. You just need to try it out for once. once. So, that's something which is in progress and we are trying out various ways to talk about it and about one thing that has worked pretty well for us is the bottom sheet that uh, we show as soon as you launch your app, right? So... We show that why you should book trains for Xico to a segment which is never ever booked. But mm. we know that they are checking their PNR and running status quo. Yeah. So, we did a test versus control there to people who are not being shown and to people who are being mm. shown. And we saw a clear 10% incremental jump uh, on the test row. Okay. By just telling them that, hey, why you should train. Why you train, should. Why you well, should... Well, no. so because a lot of people, actually, third word, a lot of people were not aware. Okay, that awareness was not there that you could book train tickets. Mm. They always thought of us as a... PNR and running status app yeah, because yeah. that's what we started with six years back, right? Even though we have a search form on the homepage, it's not yeah. an icon. We have a form right there. We do
0: lines first hote exactly. here. so People go into the app with a certain expectation. They only do that and not do anything else. Correct. Awesome. So we've uh, managed to kind of quite a decent level of funnel on the first reservation side of things. Hmm. And now in terms of the understanding the consumer, the, the AC, non-AC, how many days before the travel, size of family. Enough data points to start making customer segments out of it. Yeah. Right. So, what is your uh, your level one lens on slicing the audience to say that, okay, I'm going to treat these people differently or analyze these people differently across these metrics. How are you to segment this out?
1: Correct. So, on the train side, basically, class is something definitely we look at AC versus non-AC, right? Uh, Second is the advanced purchase day cohort. Uh, If a user typically books just in time, one or two days before, or they are like, Booking well in advance. 30 days, 45 days, 60 days. Uh, then third is the multipacks bookings. So, is a solo traveler versus a family traveler. He, he normally books for 3 to 4 people at one. Right? And uh, fourth is we try to find out repeat patterns. Mm. So, let's say if it's a student who typically goes back to the hometown every month. Sure. Right. So, we try to find out these uh, cohorts where it's a repetitive sort of a journey and we're trying to solve for that by sort of making it like a one-click booking process if you are very yeah. very frequent right so we have done it for flights where if we know that you book a Delhi-Bombay flight every morning on Monday and then you come back on a Friday night and we know that you take a Vistara flight and a premium economy so the next time you do a search right we auto select everything for you that hey it's auto selected traveler name is this this flight this flight and just click here to book
0: very cool so number of clicks is subside reduce the funnel so much better exactly Staying within the zone of uh, segmentation, and you spoke about student as a persona that you discovered or a business traveler as a persona that you discovered. Is this something that you can uh, almost always uh, derive from the data patterns that you have? Because it starts to get very fragmented, right? An uh, advanced traveler with family versus a short notice traveler which is single, if you start slicing the audience, you'll end up with what, 20, 30, 40 segments perhaps. Yeah. The more variables you have, the more fragmented it gets. So what's your view on uh, translating this into either the personas where you can kind of intuitively related behavior like the student behavior or the business traveler behavior or things that now start not seeming that intuitive. So, because most companies when they attempt segmentation, it becomes hard to draw a line as to, you know, how fine and how small can you make it because then the actionability gets compromised.
1: True. So, there's always an overlap between various segments, right? Because that person might be traveling solo as well as might be traveling with family for leisure trip, right? So, uh, ultimately what you do is you try to figure out a behavioral how many what is the majority of the bookings are related to a business uh, because the majority of the bookings are solo versus a leisure travel right and then you basically pick them in buckets basis that so whatever is that behavior which is being shown the maximum number of times is
0: basically we bucket using that so in some sense the user attributes will be function of what is the past behavior that's shown and then you will attach a degree of propensity scores to this guy and then Utilize that as a base fair Subsequent correct, and then
1: you tag tag that user as a business, a family, a student. So the
0: tagging is being done. Yeah. Okay. What are the different tags going to look like?
1: Uh, broadly, it's one. Uh, it's a family. It's business. It's solo. It's students. Uh, then uh, it's agents. Like okay. so, we have people who book more than thousand bookings in a year. Sure, of course. So like, clearly, clearly, yeah. So what's up? Not possible, right? Yeah. So there are agents that we do. Uh, then uh, we also have. Uh, uh some sort of uh discount seeker sure. tagging as well. Like yeah. the only book when there's a bank offer. For sure. example, and not the any other days, right? Yeah. Uh, then uh and then there's tagging of about and that's simple power user, code sure. user, right? Like people who... and this is a
0: function of number of bookings made in a certain time window. Yes. So sort of RFM influence. Correct. And the other part is more behavioral influence. This is RFM influence. So combining these two now you have like a lot of actionable plays available. So, you know, maybe I need to pick up your favorite examples from this whole segment to the orchestration of what happens downstream. Now you figured that I'm a family user. What's going to happen next?
1: So, uh, if you're a family user, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to look at past frequency, right? So, typically, on an average, uh, let's say you travel every three months, right, to a destination, like Goa, etc. Sure. So, uh, and let's say there's a, I'm running a I'll, I see that a long weekend is coming up and it has been three months that you yeah. travel, right? So there's a Gandhi Janti long weekend that is coming. So I'll be sending out a email and a push communication to you uh, with a special offer, uh, which is uh, there for booking for that long weekend. And with some suggestions. Uh, right now, the suggestions are not personalized to that level that if I know that the person has already visited those three destinations, I don't show them that. Sure. So it's still generic from that perspective that, okay, October these are the top five destinations that people go to. So,
0: but, I mean, it's still from an origin point it'll still be personalized or not yet? Not yet. Okay. So, so you can get there. Yeah, we can We nice can get there. Uh,
1: but, uh, yeah. So, that's there. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And you also get an in-app talking about that. So, right. next time you launch an app, we'll be showing you that, hey, hmm. uh, here's a special offer to book flights to this and there's a long weekend at-
0: Sumaran, so help me understand this. A lot of what you are doing is going to deal with a lot of automation in some sense because there are these campaigns which are, let's say, you know, the long weekends throughout the year and you can do tactical stuff which is manually done around that. And then there is a whole bunch of very behavioral slash user action triggered automations that need to happen. Yeah. How does that world look for you? So,
1: uh, there's a lot of stuff which is automated. So, think about, let's say, the onboarding journeys. As soon as someone installs an app, a welcome journey to get them to log in or sign yeah, up yeah. and once they do that getting them to reach their first aha moment or getting them to at least first do a train search and once they have done that then figuring out uh sure. rest of the stuff right then there are automated journeys for all funnel drop-offs so whether it's a flight funnel drop-off a train hotel bus right so
0: pretty standard stuff pretty standard yeah.
1: then we also have uh, journeys for increasing the m1 repeats okay so if you have made a booking how do i get you to make another booking
0: in the yeah, that goes a little bit In the face of Meat Base as a category If I'm not looking to travel You can't make me travel
1: Exactly So that is there Like the efficacy of that Is very less nice. Only go so but far huh? You can only go so far Because there's a lot of involuntary Correct If you don't want to go You'll not go Yeah uh, But still uh, At the but least he I can If he's
0: going to travel You make sure that he remembers That yeah Ixigo's Yeah He
1: remembers And I'll give them a special offer So that at least It's in their back of the mind That Ixigo has sent me Usu Something Chandra, exclusive huh? So if they want to travel They will at least Go ahead and uh, use us, right? So, and then all my uh, cross sell and upsell journeys are automated as well. So the okay. thing that I talked about, let's say a train, who a user was booked a waitlisted transaction, sure. and I come to know that it's not getting confirmed, the prediction chances are lesser. So that cross sell of buses hmm. that would happen is automated at D so minus two. Yeah. Uh, so that is completely automated. The hotel upsell post booking, if you have booked a flight, you have booked a train, that's again all automated.
0: So I mean obviously you've been around long enough you've matured yourself in the system as well. So uh, all of this business as future stuff is now. Yeah, yeah, that is all BAU. Yeah.
1: The challenge is to figure out more growth experiments and more such journeys which can give you that delta.
0: Hmm. And in terms of uh, the interfacing with the product itself, because you mentioned this whole Vistara Friday, Monday use case, some of them will end up needing product interventions, right? It can't be purely a CRM or marketing play. Yeah. How do you orchestrate that? What kind of interfacing? Does growth team also have engineers that uh, kind of do some of the stuff? How does it get orchestrated? So, yes. So, we are like a full
1: stack growth team. I have three growth engineers in my team. So, I don't really have to wait for the product sprints to happen if it's a small change. So, my growth team can do uh, a lot of stuff. Typically on the website, GTMs, everything is sorted. Mm. Uh, Journeys, API integrations, data to the automation software. So, all of that is being handled by only when I need something which is which requires an app effort, right? App sure. development or a front-end effort on the mm-hmm. app side is mm-hmm. when... Uh, so, we have this quarterly roadmaps that we make. Of course. And uh, we then sync and, uh, sync up and discuss with the product teams. Prioritize. Like, we will always have yeah. that long list of tasks. Of course. And always. only half of them will anyways get picked. So, we prioritize them, get them sorted. Well, that's a story for everyone. But the yeah. fact that
0: you at least have three growth engineers means at least some of the stuff which is... Uh, able to be in your control and move much faster around.
1: Definitely. Like on the SEO side, uh, anything to do with core web vitals, Google rolls out an update or our site, like some of the pages are being marked as poor experience, sure. right? So I can just Those get my team to there. fix them ASAP. Yep. I don't have okay, to wait for enough. anyone.
0: So in terms of uh, the fact that this is a need-based category and the brand side of things will continue to remain a way of making sure the recall is in place. And then this uh, cross-sell, upsell has experimental spaces, right? Okay, we've tried these five things and this is what's going to happen next you've launched holidays and you've launched a couple of hotels as a new category and there's been more from a product catalog itself that is coming in the uh, as a growth, let's say, lever. That people are so far doing these five things with us. Maybe if they can do these three things more, that should help matters of increasing the uh, average order value or uh, the lifetime value or the transaction value. How does that uh, roadmap look for you? How does that those components look for you?
1: Yeah, so I think uh, so. hotels is something that we have just launched this month. Uh, holidays as of now, there are uh, no plans, but maybe down the line once okay. we have sorted the hotels please. So the biggest challenge uh, for us is we have users coming onto our platform, right? So more than 50 million users uh, and if I talk about Exigo Group, it's more than 70 million users who visit the Exigo Group website or app. And you're launching these new products. Uh, so hotels is up. So the first and the initial challenge is how do I get a majority percentage of these users to experience the hotel fun? Sure. Right? So, and once the experience and if the product is good, then it's basically a product-led retention, right? You become Mm -hmm. comfortable and you see that, okay, it's a good experience. The inventory is there. There is a decent new user discount that I'm giving just so that that hook is there and that friction is slightly reduced from a user standpoint. Mm -hmm. So, but it's also about creating a lot more entry points uh, in the app for a new category, right? So think about hotels, for example. So... I know what a user's last booked destination is. And uh, so, if he has booked a Bombay ticket, there would be a widget which starts showing on the home screen talking about the hotels in Bombay. If he has not booked, but he has searched for either a Bombay hotel, a Bombay flight or a train, then a similar widget can Uh, come, right? Uh, Then there could be widgets for hotels which are near your hmm. location or best-selling hotels or top deal. So, the idea is... The app home screen is the biggest promotional space that you have for an app which gets so many millions of apps yeah, open yeah. every day, right? So, the bottom sheet that you show and the home screen becomes the biggest channels that you can actively use to drive more people to any new product that you're going to launch.
0: You know, I'm going to double take on this a little bit, man, because you mentioned the word product retention. Uh, and you spoke about the fact that there's enough inventory depth and there's enough amazing product experience, right? in some sense, uh, your team is the one that's watching their attention on some of these components that people who attempted a hotel and they closed a hotel uh, booking. That might have to do with the fact that uh, not every geography will have as much inventory depth perhaps and you'll yeah. start to see some funnel drop-offs which look different. Hmm. This whole interplay between your team's observations from this ecosystem and then the ability to give feedback to the supply side of the team to make sure that those gaps are beeped up. How does this play out? So, uh,
1: th- right now, it's in a very nascent stage because hotels is just sure. launched but typically we one uh, there is async communication that anyways happens Then yeah. we figure out something that hey here's an insight that we saw so we tell that to the hotels team there's a weekly sync up with the hotels product sure. flights product and trains product team as well with the group. Okay. so we discuss and brainstorm ideas and figure out all whatever issues or whatever discover things, whatever discoveries that we make right so we basically uh, so that those team can work and figure that out mm. and optimize it further Hotels being a very, very long tail, it actually requires a lot more data science uh, behind it, right? Because there are like thousands of cities in India. Inventory would be different across and you'll have to do benchmarking with your competitors as well. Do you have the correct inventory? Are you pricing it lower? Are you pricing it higher? Sure. So uh, I think, but again, going by once you start getting a lot of data, a lot of bookings, uh, you figure out what are the top cohorts, top cities, top hotels being booked Hmm. and you start with them. You try to figure that out okay, at least. That'll move the needle more. That'll move the needle more. So, you try to ensure that those things are at least sorted and then you move on slowly to the long tail. So, aspect.
0: that says the whole data team will be a part of the growth org itself or hardened where does it sit?
1: Uh, right now, it's more from a uh, LOB perspective. So, hotels will have one we'll person, have growth has one person, flights, trains. So, it's like a sure. uh, LOB structure. So, I reach out to the flights if I need some specific data related to flights, mm-hmm. I'll reach out to the flights data science guy. Uh, so it's sort of structured like it's structured that like
0: now. that and it does the job for now and there'll be overlapping areas that'll always happen And yeah it. yeah.
1: but I think down the line in future there needs to be a centralized <laughs> data team who can just get that macro view right and Course. figure out what's happening across yeah.
0: the board. so what's interesting is uh, the whole interplay of getting people into the system and then the multipath, because right now your journey seems to be slightly more linear in nature but as you kind of grow and maybe potentially start marketing the hotel product as well as an independent f- entry into the app that will become a different fork, right? So people might just start coming in for hotels.
1: Exactly. And, And that will happen over time once people get that comfort that Exigo, yes. you can also book hotels. Hmm. They have a good experience uh, in their first booking, right? And they also get introduced to the hotel's entry points.
0: You know, what I've also seen people in uh, the category do essentially is around uh, all the uh, touch points from the ticket booking to the actual travel. And that's where probably we spoke to one of these companies which manage the airports. Hmm. And their interest was that if you become a ticket platform provider, hmm. I can do the insurance to the cab, to the uh, airport porter to the Pranam service, which will let you inside the airport slightly faster. And a seat upgrade and a meal booking in all of that is part of the journey. Is that something that you focus on? And is that something that you're seeing incremental value? Because, you know, I get reminded of your little, uh DDS times. Hmm. 10 rupees extra on every ticket with 50 million people coming in. Yeah. There's a lot of money to be made.
1: Sure. So the ancillaries on all sides, right? Like if I talk about flights, seat and meal is something which is already there. Sure. That's something which is already standard. standard. Yeah. A uh, cab right now, uh, we have an entry point. We have tied up with cab aggregators. Uh, sure. So you could, if you want, book a cab. Uh, but I think the user behavior is that <laughs> you still open up a Uber, Ola or a Blue Smart okay. rather than thinking about uh, OTA platform as a, yeah, "I need to book my yes, airport, so book right? right? Hmm. So there's a behavior change uh, that's uh, still there and that's difficult See, to one do. One
0: of the uh, things I found is, is very fascinating is uh, I use a lot of this uh, cab booking because yeah. Somehow, the reliability of a cab from an Ola or an Uber, given that it's a little bit of a compromise situation right now, yes. ends up being the reason for me to have a more reliable play with my OTA.
1: That initial trust there yeah, needs the to, be to be there, there right? As the first time it has to be very, very flawless and seamless. Yeah. And again, so that, and that can only happen... A service
0: level efficiency, reliability, and you might not be as confident about the aggregators as you need exactly. to be. Until sure. you
1: own that entire funnel, it becomes a very difficult I mean, ultimately
0: to... Ultimately, as an aggregator, I mean, you're ultimately a travel... Service provider, you know, not control the flights or the trains or the buses or whatever else. And yeah. if the experience there is compromised, I mean, in, in case of flights, it doesn't hurt you. But in case of Saudi companies, it might start to hurt your uh, reputation. Exactly,
1: because people have options here, right? Flights, uh, they, they only have to I mean, the they'll no hit Vistana, they'll hit in Air
0: India, they'll not hit Exigo for whatever goes wrong. But okay. if a cab doesn't come on time and they miss their flight, it, ben, it's, it's probably Exigo's problem. It's a bigger issue, yeah. yes. Sure, but uh, from a category perspective, And, you know, given the amount of travel that's happening lately, I'm sure you spoke about the whole 5X lift in uh, the post-COVID scenario. Indians are traveling like crazy. And they're doing it within India as well as internationally. Uh, Is that a lens that you also apply in terms of uh, a persona that's coming into the application? And he's known to be an international traveler, probably at a certain frequency, maybe for work, maybe for personal. But then that's how this whole uh, experience itself would look a little different. You spoke about the family user going to go every three months and things like that. But, you know, what else could happen from... Uh, the audience persona ecosystem itself.
1: So international uh definitely is a use case where there's a lot more uh cross selling to be done there. Uh, so if I know that <laughs> you are searching for international tickets or you have booked an international ticket with me, and then you definitely need a visa. Yeah. Right. So we have partnered with Visa to fly for that. Sure. so There's a cross sell that's going there to the US Seamless. That. Very very seamless. Uh, then you also might need a forex card. Sure. Because, uh, so we have tied up with Neo for that. Yeah. So yeah. there's another upsell cross sell that is happening sure. hotels is anyways there yeah uh, so and we are also in talks with the uh, these uh, international sim providers sim cards of sim course. cards so that's the another cross sell so oh. in international there's a lot more that you can actually straight forward, plan and yeah, yeah.
0: and some of you know, the caddy has also gotten mature so consumers also somewhat used to finding all of this at now one place yes. but from an innovation lens what is it that you think is the most exciting thing coming in if you're able to reveal that yet
1: Ah, so I think the most exciting thing, and it's it's already launched, uh, sure. right? I think that has to be planned, uh, which okay. is a chat GPT-powered itinerary planner that uh, it's right now in beta.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: we are going to fully launch it pretty soon, but uh, I think you should just try it out, com slash plan. Okay. And it gives you very detailed, customized itineraries, right? So this will
0: also has to complete. Yeah,
1: so just to share you an example. Yeah. Right? So let's say you want to go to Switzerland for a week, and you tell him that, okay, I'm, give me a seven-day itinerary for Switzerland. I am traveling with my wife and kid. So it will detail out the itinerary and will ensure that there is something in the itinerary for the kid, something in the itinerary for the wife. And and you can also tell it that, hey, uh, I like more historical stuff or I like more adventurous stuff. And it will also tell you that, okay, if you're visiting this particular, let's say, Mount Jampro, here's a restaurant that you must try. So you're okay. going there in the morning to have lunch here. These are, this is a good restaurant and here are the links for the Google reviews, etc. Here's the weather forecast and it's a very detailed. So sure, the initial step is basically at least helping the users in their pre-planning discovery. Hmm. discovery point, right? Like please sort that itinerary creation aspect for us. And the next step would obviously be to then
0: one-click book, one booking
1: for each and everything. But this would that.
0: let you into a space of restaurant reservations as well as perhaps activities which is a large segment now but I'm not seeing Xigo play there.
1: Yeah, so the restaurant is more about just giving them the information. Uh, we're not going to go into that. Activities, again, uh, you could tie up because, again, it's yeah, a very, very long day. It's, it's very difficult yeah. to do that. But now you have the clooks
0: and the bunch of people doing this. You have to head out, etc. out there. Yeah. So
1: you could tie up and I think with them. But initial level, just flights and hotels. And then along with international visa and a lot of this stuff, right? There's a significant you know, chance. Hmm. There's a lot of stuff that you can just with a one click uh, tell the user a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, so somewhere this is, I mean, Exigo to me stood out for the ease of use as a product experience as well as a brand story because it was always very content-led as a play. So that's kind of where I'm uh, curious to understand that when you have to drive stickiness across the slightly higher-value audiences because international travel, I'm sure, is a more profitable play compared to a bunch of other things. I would imagine mm-hmm. so. So in that sense, when you start looking at uh, the contributions from each of these spaces, what one train ticket would save you a convenience fee, probably you'll get a lot more than that across the international so, now that you're talking about the whole p aspect of it and as a company level, you have energies allocated to different things. How do you uh, look at, let's say, the maximal return on effort investment across all the different things you're doing?
1: So, at the end of the day, we look at our CAC LTV cohorts across each and every product uh, okay. line, right? So, if I'm spending an X rupees on acquiring that users on the flight side... Uh, and we also look at what's that cross-selling happening. Like, if I've acquired that flight user in the next six months, not only the number of flight bookings from a repeat standpoint, is he also booking a bus or a hotel or a train, right? Sure. So, a combined LTV of that user uh, is what we look at. And then, there is a uh, basically a ROAS that comes uh, in, right? That... more
0: over a period of time, not just the first transaction.
1: Exactly. So, you can look at it at M1, M3, M6 level, sure. but obviously, the data will take some time to mature yeah. and... the Category being not that frequent, you have hazards, to look at the, lo- at the longer cohorts, right? So for each, what that gives me is a CAC value, which is sort of like a break-even. So I yeah. know that if I'm acquiring this user from this channel by paying this X rupees, I know that I'll break-even in the next three or four months.
0: You, know, Given the scale at which you are already at, and there is always going to be this next bunch of people who are coming to the internet for the first time, and that's where the CAC question becomes interesting. Because on one lens, people will optimize for the cost per install of the application and be done with it. And then there's this whole downstream funnel on uh, engagement. Mm-hmm. Or the other lens, uh, these sources are giving me higher quality installs versus these sources are giving me lower quality installs. Because the M6 of these guys is very different from the M6 of these guys. Yeah, Is that a lens that you currently apply or intend to apply? How does it work?
1: So one, uh, all the optimizations that we do from a performance standpoint are on the booking side of things. We don't optimize on installs at all.
0: Did you say booking is the first booking or...
1: First booking or a repeat booking. Like we also see a lot of users who will who had the app. Uh, they had no travel plans. They made a booking. They uninstalled the app after that. And then after six months, when they again have to book, they will go back and, and back, install yeah. it. Right? So sure. I'm okay with That's getting fine. that user back as well. So we look at that. And then we obviously look at the channel-wise uh, LTVs. So uh, okay. Google, which is a very high intent-based channel versus let's say a Facebook, which is more of a slightly pushed channel, discovery, right? Yeah. A discovery channel. So the LTVs would vary. Uh, across those two. So, we look at that and then my CAC bid on Google would be different from what I'm bidding on Facebook, right? Because the LTVs are different uh, for those same. So, yeah, it it varies across channel to channel.
0: But does it also then vary across uh, uh, within channel campaign to campaign because you'll see different intensity of bids across different subcategories?
1: So, uh, that depends on uh, what's that objective of that uh, campaign being, right? So, on like typically... We don't do any retargeting on okay. the digital side, right? It's, really? We, we ran a lot of tests. Yeah. And uh, the incrementality there was just 10%. So before I...
0: And because you have a fairly rich CRM engagement anywhere happening.
1: Exactly. So when I joined Exego, we were spending a lot on Facebook remarketing, right? I mean, okay. remarketing is anyways the bread and butter for Facebook. Of course. Meta. So, and, and Facebook gives you an option to do this incrementality yeah, test, right? Correct. So, I, I ran that for a month and we saw that the incremental conversion on test versus control was just 10%. So, so while wow. the guys were very happy seeing that lower cost per booking from that, but you actually have to multiply by 10 of to get that actual number. Yeah. All that money you spent on
0: just display.
1: Exactly. So, it's, it's not worth the effort mm. because one, uh, people take their time. They do a lot of this... Uh, just discovery, and like you will check out fares for Goa, let's say across the three different websites right now. But maybe you will discuss with the wife, family, and then book it over the weekend. Now, if I start uh-huh. showing you ads but in the in those three days.
0: The argument could be more in favor of making sure that there's recall, but then that's what you're ensuring by your CRM, anyways.
1: Exactly. So once mm-hmm. you've logged in, anyways, I have more revenues and Correct. more ways to reach you out, right? You why did do force I have to... a
0: login now by the way. So I was checking out the app just today morning before this conversation, yeah. and I, I figured that for whatever I want to try, you need me to log in before I do much.
1: It's not mandatory. For booking, it is mandatory. There will be a pop-up that comes. You can always close that.
0: Yeah, but the way it seems like the close button was small, tiny <laughs> there. So I'm assuming this so... is also a result of some amount of testing that, you know, if somebody's come in here, he's not going to ditch the app and go away because you're asking for a phone number. The moment you yeah, have right. a phone number, the possibilities are endless Endless in terms of uh, being able to engage. So very interesting. But, you know, the reason I was asking this question is, you know, in a competitive space, Yeah. right? And when you talk about uh, higher value users, the competition gets that much higher. So if the intensity of uh, acquisition effort for the international traveler is uh, a lot more compared to the intensity of engagement for let's say a train ticket booker who's probably going to book once in six months because the kind of money you'll make from him is very little. Mm -hmm. So what I was trying to understand was this linkage of lifetime value to how you orchestrate campaigns on the acquisition side and is there a science to it that you've gotten to and is there a direction you're moving in?
1: Got it. So ultimately what you're saying is basically optimizing for the TROAS because that TROAS might be very very high for international user versus for let's say what's TROAS again oh sorry basically (laughs) it's a it's a google term that's there it's basically optimizing your campaign on a target return of ad spend okay I'm spending x rupees I tell the campaign you get me thousand percent return or hundred percent
0: return yeah but that's also across multiple transactions or it's still across a single transaction
1: Uh, that's basically on a 30-day attribution is what they look at right so, uh, right now, the problem is this scale is also different. Like like the international guy in one booking would give me a lot, but the number of international travelers well, is also very sure. less versus, let's say, yep. uh, train ticket, right? There are like so many train tickets. It's would going sorted. to be an
0: absolute better question, but perhaps more of a per transaction kind of layer.
1: So, what the way we look at is we have a product level CM uh, that is okay. defined, right? CM is contribution margin. Yeah, sorry. CM is contribution margin. Uh, So, contribution margin 2, which is after performance spends uh, that we are doing, is what we try to optimize Mm -hmm. on. And there's a defined target. And that's across
0: categories and channels to combination.
1: Exactly. So, that's across uh, for flights, for trains, for buses, for hotels. There's like uh, four different CMs that are out there, right? So, that is where we right now optimize and scale up as much as possible. So,
0: But… I mean, you'll also look at different campaigns ka contribution margin, or will this be a unified, let's say, from all of Google? No, from no, so all that Facebook. anyways
1: is there. So, I would look at what's the CM from a Google uh, campaign, Channel a UAC campaign or a search campaign yeah. versus okay. a Facebook. So, that is anyways there. But in totality, if I'm looking at a macro sure. view, it's more like, okay, I am spending this X rupees and am I making this YCM for this month or not?
0: So, at the blended level, you'll still be able to kind of keep a discipline intact.
1: Exactly. And there is this freedom Hmm. Uh, let's say I, I'm able to scale up well, uh, right, on the flight side, and I'm I'm able to double down on the performance. Sure, because the scale has gone up and uh, the baseline is moving. I I can actually have that same CM uh, despite doing double the spends on yep, performance. Of right? So that's
0: there where that the growth, growth engine
1: growth engine comes into play.
0: So how number obsessed are you, Manan? Is this something that you're watching like daily, every morning, and it's uh, what you kind of? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think growth at the end of the day is all about numbers. So like I have a daily stand-up with my team where uh, we go through what happened in performance from a spends level to transactions level from a, every channel level, right? So there's like a 10 to 15 minutes just every day what happened yesterday on performance. Hmm. Then uh, on the growth side, what happened on the... So bookings, overall CM you discount, that too anyways is given. Huh. But we also look at, uh, let's say, the overall number of pushes, emails that went out, what were the open rates uh, of... Automated journeys versus the manual campaigns that went. Hmm. How's our quick ratio looking like? So, the number of new plus uh, reactivated users divided sure. by the churned out base. So, because that will give you a sense of... Quick if you are ratio. Growing well, is that
0: a term you've invented? Is that an industry standard?
1: That's an industry term.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm getting educated.
1: Okay. So, that well, that gives you a sense whether the active base it's is growing metric, or not, right? Yeah. That, that's a metric to track if you are gunning for growth.
0: Usually, it's a more balance sheet or payroll topic, quick ratio, but I'm hearing this in this context for the first time.
1: Yeah, so, and, uh, yeah, so broadly, we look at, and the conversion funnels, right? At the end of the day, your funnels are not behaving the way they should.
0: You know, uh, what was the last time you were surprised by some piece of data which maybe you found amusing or surprising or a shocker?
1: Ah, uh, uh,
0: okay. Something which is I... non-intuitive because you're watching this every day, so you know, so start, like trends, substantially change overnight, but <laughs> is there anything that happened uh, at some point which, like, dude, okay, what is this going on? And then you have to double triple double-click, double-click to find out.
1: Let me give you an anecdote about what surprised me, and and it's not from Xigo, it's from sure. Lenskart that happened. So it's basically about uh, the experimentation that you can do on videos, right? Like videos has become huge when it comes to performance now, okay. with the scale that YouTube, Shorts, and Facebook is seeing on the video side, mm. right? It's just tremendous. So the and uh, we made this video where a person was trying out that 3D try on feature on Lenskart, right? Okay. Where you can try out how the glasses look. And we actually made it for an investor, not for performance. Okay. And we thought let's run it on performance as well. Right? The video is already there. And the CTRs on that video were 2x of all the videos that we were experimenting and running on Slack. Our CPIs went straight away on that same day to half. Wow. And like it, it just came out <laughs> of nowhere, right? If like, you tell not... that to the investor,
0: then you know, sorry, but we found a better place to use this video. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, like that was a very surprising thing. Like you wouldn't uh, like think about this a lot, but I think experimentation on the video side, uh, especially when it comes to performance, I think that really... I mean, but also
0: to do with the fact that is still novel at that stage. And of course, then uh, the competition slash the amount of experiment, more people have started to do has also got a lot more.
1: That's true. And you have a lot of AI tools which can you know, personalize videos at yeah. scale and do that micro segmentation and whatnot, right? So uh, that is there. But I think what, and I realized uh, after that incident, right, what works very well is if you show the people what you can do on the
0: Hmm. app,
1: right? Uh, Like, if you just tell the people, and at Ixigo also, we have a couple of videos where we just show the the UI of the app, right? Here's how you can book a ticket. Here's how the fare calendar works. And it works
0: well. So in some sense, people are coming into the app for the first time. If they go through this aha experience, even on a video, their subsequent, let's say, engagement will just look much better.
1: Exactly. I think there's that curiosity, uh, right? So, in that 3D try-on also, people didn't realize that, okay, there's a feature like that and you could try it out. And when so people right. saw that video, they were like, okay, wow, I need to try this right mm-hmm. now, right? It's, it's basically like a Snapchat filter, so to say.
0: Got it. Fair enough. You know, now that I'm wondering that, uh, obviously, you're a CERELVY mature state, so all the automations that by and large can be made uh, and made to work have been working. Is there a current, let's say, you know, challenge or priority that, okay, this is my next big personal project, that this is what I would love to solve for it? I think
1: uh, the next thing that we are really trying to solve for is a lot more experimentation around gamification. Okay. So, we did some things around scratch cards, uh, etc. to engage with people, give them reward. Again, basis segments, give them reward, basis what we want them to do, etc. Right? Uh, but I think engagements, we are working on something like predict and win for the upcoming World Cup. And okay. uh, there are some other experiments. In like
0: some sense, you're asking the user to come back to the app even if he doesn't have to book a ticket. Yes. Exactly. And you've seen that correlation that if he's more engaged he'll book more?
1: Uh, Yet to
0: think that out, like scratch
1: cards was more from a transactional standpoint that if you're opening the app for something else but I want you to let's say try out light booking. I thought your
0: product team would hate you for this because then you're distracting from a funnel, right?
1: So it's like a a bottom sheet that comes up on the app launch. There's a cross button there. A lot of people don't scratch. Like typical scratch rates that we saw around 20 to 12%. So 90% of the people
0: just anyways close that sheet. And isn't your product team hating you for doing this? So we
1: don't like we don't force you, right? If I know that okay, you have closed that one. No, I'm saying
0: it's adding one more click, and as a product guy, I'll be like sensitive to my product experience. So I mean, we have had this conflict all the time because I was a part of a marketing team at a bunch of fashion e-commerce places, mm-hmm. places like that. And anything you do on the website or the product experience itself, which is tinkering somewhere, you know your pop-up is hiding my filters. This would cause a furore
1: So, I uh, you're better friends with them. <laughs> I guess uh, it's very important to control the frequency. Of course. Here, right? Like if I know that you have closed it once, then I'm not going to then it. Then you're done. Yeah, then you are done. So just one touch, you get one chance to reach out to that user within a month. Hmm. Right? Uh, next month, again, you can reach out. It's still... A lot of
0: people in your space will probably look at this whole high-frequency use cases as one of the hooks to, uh, like, you know, Swiggy launched in Samad because groceries are much more frequent use case than that. And then yeah. they also did something with daily. And then the now, Because a more frequent use case ends up being easier to make sure people have a brand recall. Hmm. So in your lens, given that uh, most of our current categories are still need-based, gamification will solve for it tactically, but what else do you think would be interesting? Oh, I think uh, it should help us in more
1: uh, engagement, one. And Hmm. two, uh, so you also win something, right? You you win some rewards, you win some vouchers, you win some cashback so ultimately that should fuel more transactions hmm. as well so that's also the hypothesis that not just engagement but whatever vouchers am i giving to the users they will all be Xigo related vouchers only right uh, so in some sense it's basically gratifying it the user engaging you know, with the user and so you know,
0: at, at a you know business level i'd be super tempted because there is insane distribution available you have that many million mouths and that many million app installs and that many people you can send something to hmm. and that could translate into some sort of an action that can be amazing for them and for you. Hmm. So from that lens, the canvas of experimentation seems huge. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where uh, I'm looking forward to all of this, that's, that's place out at Xigo.
1: Done. Let's hope. Super
0: cool. So great conversation, Manan. It's been Thank a very you. interesting learning curve for me from the term that you use to the level of maturity across the board that I'm uh, imagining. But good. Thank you so much for joining us. Glad to be here.